0: Leo Profiler Faithful It's your boy Matty Kiwoom and welcome to episode 5 of The Game Plan. Before the show gets rolling, I'd like to talk about the absolute best platform to play fantasy football. You already know I'm talking about Sleeper, baby. I have moved all of my leagues to the Sleeper app and you should do the same because it's easy to use, completely customizable, and if my friends can do it, Oh and basically anybody can do it. And that's not all. Now Sleeper is hosting weekly games. Those little dollar signs under the players you see on the Sleeper app, those are props that you can play each and every week. That's right. Sleeper is letting you play props on the players that you know best. Isn't that awesome? I love doing it. It's one it's just taking my fantasy game to the next level i mean sundays are great they're the most fun to do to watch football to look at your fantasy teams on the sleeper app but now you can spice it up a little bit play some player props and if you use the promo code underworld you will get a deposit match up to 100 dollars baby I, I am not stuttering if you use the promo code underworld on the sleeper app you will get a deposit match up to 100 let's go Download Sleeper, move all your leagues there, play their new weekly player props, and have yourself a blast. The game plan is also brought to you today by the Underdog Fantasy app, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show. Boys and girls, children of all ages, I've got a fantastic show in store for you today. We're going to talk about how you can manage, how you can approach players who are just far outproducing their adps and players that are well they are underproducing their adps so uh, we gotta we gotta check that out that's an important thing to do now that we're over a month into the season we're of course gonna bring the bargain bin players for week five and i'll give you some of my final thoughts on how to view your players in fantasy football before we get into all that let's go through the injury news and notes gotta be ready for Sunday and it starts with the injuries who missed practice Keenan Allen with his hamstring he'll be out fire up a little Mike Williams maybe even a little Josh Palmer a little bit more Palmer here in a minute DJ Shark and DeAndre Swift will be out against their matchup against the Patriots Swift is dealing with that shoulder injury And Shark is dealing with an ankle injury. They've both already been ruled out. The Lions do have their bye week uh, next week, so perhaps they're just trying to get an extra bit of rest here for some of their superstars. Michael Thomas will be out again with that toe injury. That's what we all feared going into the season. He looked good. He was catching them tutties, but now he is catching that bench because he has missed the last couple of games. Rashad Bateman will be out with that foot injury. You hate to see him. Devin DuVernay. Maybe, maybe, but it's probably going to be a lot of Mark Andrews here on Sunday. Kyle Pitts, he is going to be out this week with that hamstring injury. Uh, let's see if maybe that also helps him get his head on right. Maybe it helps them realize that they have a superstar tight end. And maybe when he comes back, they'll actually use him. Uh, Arthur Smith, yes, I am directly talking to you here. I don't know why you don't want to use your fourth overall superstar premier talent tight end, but maybe missing him a week will help. You know, Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Traylon Burks, he's also dealing with turf toe. He will be out this weekend. I believe their they're bye week, I'm pretty sure, is next week as well. So these guys will be given that extra week rest. Yes. Jahan Dotson, who's been off to a good start, he will be out with that hamstring injury. Terry McLaurin so sh- should see an, uh, an additional target. Slogan Thomas as well. Dawson Knox, he'll be out with that foot injury, uh, which you don't like to see if you rely on him, but it's a tight end, so we'll just find someone else. Maybe we'll have a couple late in the show that you can go ahead and pick up some limited practices here at the end of the week. Alvin Kamara. He was questionable last week. I thought he'd play in London. He did not. He sat out, uh, but he seems to be ready to go this week. But after you get burned once, you got to keep an eye on him. You got to make sure uh, that he is active if you want to make sure he's playing. Jacoby Myers has missed the last two with a knee injury. He is questionable, but reports are getting louder and louder that he will play against the Lions. And in that matchup, you need to start him. I don't give his quarterbacks. Bailey Zappy, Bailey Zippy, Baby, Baby Zippy. It doesn't matter. You're going to start Jacoby Myers against the Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown, we talked about two other Lions a minute ago. He is questionable with that ankle injury. He came back to practice on a limited basis. But again, they got that bye week, so monitor the situation. They may decide to rest him one more week, but if he plays, you got to play him. He's just been so good. The sun god's just been unreal when he's been on the field. A couple of Dolphins pass catchers, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, are both questionable. Uh, Waddle, that groin injury. Tyreek Hill with a quad injury. We've known about Waddle's ailing groin, but uh, ailing groin. That's a weird statement, but whatever. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he popped up on the uh, injury report midweek, which you don't like to see, but he did get in some limited practices, so we are assuming that they're going to play. Uh, So you got to monitor that situation, but they're playing again. You're playing him. C.D. Lamb. He also has a groin injury and is questionable for Sunday's matchup, but he's pretty optimistic. I think he personally said he expects to play, so hopefully we get him because he's been great. Uh, I was a little wrong uh, on on the usage that C.D. Lamb would see with Cooper Rush. He's been dynamite. David Montgomery looked like he wasn't going to play at the beginning of the week. Got in some limited practice at the end of the week. That ankle is, uh, injury has left him questionable, but he's trending in a positive direction. If he plays, it kind of hurts his value and Khalil Herbert's value. You don't really know what to do. You don't know what the Bears will, uh, how they'll use their path, their, their running back. So uh, I'm, I, I would like it if you sat out one more week, uh, as uh, my uh, shares of Khalil Herbert would like to get one more week of production. Zay Jones, my boy. He is questionable with an ankle injury but he said he's going to return. We'll talk about him more in the show. T Higgins also has an ankle injury and is questionable but there is optimism surrounding the uh, elite uh, wide receiver that he should be a, a go here this week. Full practices, the good news. Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, their teammates and they're both on track. To play this week, uh, they they take on the Chiefs in a Monday night projected showdown. We'd love to see. The more weapons, the better for everybody. After that Thursday night football game, that absolute stink fest, we deserve to uh, have ourselves a good game and see a good game on Monday night. Hollywood Brown is a full go. He is off the practice report after dealing with a foot injury. David Ninjoku is off the practice report with his knee injury. we like to see that. He's been good back-to-back weeks. Uh, we'd like to see that rolling. Gerald Everett, he's off the practice report as well, so he'll be a full go. Rashad Henny, Josh Palmer, we mentioned him. He is questionable, but after getting a full practice in Friday, we're optimistic that he's going to play And without Keenan Allen. You might want to fire him up in a good game with a high over-under against the Browns. Uh, Rashad Penny's playing. We love that. TJ Hawkinson's full go. Brees, Brees Hall's good. Dalton Schultz is good. Deontay Johnson's good. Chris Godwin. All of those guys are all off the practice report, and they're ready to go this weekend, so get ready to put them in your lineups. Last but certainly not least, Brian Robertson practiced this week, and reports are they are going to activate him ahead of Sunday's matchup. He will make his NFL debut Merely weeks after being shot. Incredible. We're all super excited as a community to see him get back on the field. His story is fantastic. And we're rooting for him. Uh, we don't know exactly what this is going to mean for Tony G. Uh, so if you roster Tony G, maybe get some alternative options uh, for this week. Because we don't know how the usage is. I imagine they're not going to give B-Rob the, you know, the, the keys to the, the Ferrari right off the bat and give him... Full full touches, but given how hard he's worked and how fast he's recovered, you know they're going to give him a chance to to really shine on the football field and he deservingly so. So Brian Robinson, we are all very very happy to see you back in the shoulder pads and helmet. That's going to wrap up all the injury news and notes. And remember, just keep these. Keep monitoring these 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 situations because you don't want to be high and dry. I know there was some controversy with the whole album Kamara last week because they were in London. It was early; the West Coasters weren't up in enough time. But come on, are you a fantasy? gay? are you a team? Builder? are you a manager? Are you an owner or not? Set your alarm. Get the guy. Double check. But they're, they're, it's not the pod file talked about that and i agree with them. you got you, you can't don't be entitled you gotta make your decisions so hopefully your commission uh, didn't didn't help you out there because that's not how it should be done next thing new new segment this week we're going to talk a little bit about how to handle uh guys who have just blown away their adp a week uh four weeks in and guys who are just falling far short of their average draft position and Uh, Just kind of some ways that you can either take advantage of it or, you know, help yourself out and not kind of leave it, leave yourself out to dry, so to speak. Um, Some of my overall, we'll do kind of a conversation of the overall thoughts, some strategies, and then we'll talk about uh, some individual players and and how you can manage them in your leagues. Uh, So basically a month in, we've got some data now. Uh, you know, we're accruing a decent sized sample uh, of production and, you know, playerprofile.com is you it's where you need to be uh, to really to, to kind of lock in on, on these guys, because, you know, if we're a month in and they're just destroying what we thought they would do, you got to see if it's for real. And if they're fall, falling short, we got to see if that player uh, if it's his fault, if it's a situation, if there's maybe some positive regression around the corner uh, and the to, the place to do that is play The single greatest site uh, for fantasy football information, in my opinion, um, you got to get there, and check that out. So what I like to do uh, for these type of players is, you know, look at certain uh, analytics. I'm not, a, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm an analytics master or guru. We do have some of those guys here on the player profile roster I just don't happen to be one of them. I'm not smart enough, okay? I, 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 I'm self-aware to to admit when I'm not the brightest uh, bulb in, in, in the shed or whatever the saying I don't even know the saying. But anyway, uh, what I like to do with these analytics is you got to put together a string of them and see if it paints a picture, uh, a narrative, a storyline, something that kind of gives you more uh, – confidence in their on-field production um you know one thing i like to do first and foremost is go to the playerprofile.com, check out their expected fantasy points if their expected fantasy points are higher than their actual fantasy points per game uh could suggest positive regression is coming and that's something you want to grab before it happens because in football given the one-week matchups it can come in bunches and it can come fast and furious uh, after that you look to see how are the air yards looking? How's the target share looking? How are the air yards share looking? Um, are, they, you know, are running backs breaking tackles? There are enough analytics out there to help paint the picture. Is this player good and he's just not seeing the results quite yet? Or is this player not so good? And uh, maybe the production that we've kind of got accustomed to over this last month or so is going to start to fade. So that's what you got to do. You got to go there, check out the player. Don't just look at the surface stats. You know, obviously the targets are great, but they can change. Situations change. That's another thing. You know, you're, you you got to string all of these factors together and really try to get yourself a clearer picture of the player on the field. You know, their pro- performance profiles are sometimes deceiving. Um, and there are opportunity. There are times when players kind uh, of outkick their coverage all season. Uh, and that's nothing you can really do you gotta put together a process and follow your process you know believe in in the work that you put in in fantasy and you will reap the benefits no doubt about it uh, uh so yeah that's kind of how i like to do it everyone's a little different uh but i like to see if there's Uh, you know, if there's any fat on that production profile that maybe we need to trim, move on before it falls off, before it gets too skinny here. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my overall view, my overall strategy, kind of my general thoughts on how you manage players who are, uh, you know, overperforming or, or underperforming their ADPs a month in, but let's talk about some players, uh, more specifically. And the first guy I want to bring up is James Robinson. The, uh, the running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars who is out there just destroying, destroying the Achilles injury narrative. He's had some absolute dynamite games to start this season. Um, He 19.9, 15.8, 20.6. And then he had a dud here in week four. So what are you telling yourself here? You got to go ahead and look, look at the analytical profile. Let's stop right away at the first place. He's his, his expected points are, 3.7 3.7 points higher per game than his actual production. So that tells me that that's a red flag. Now, is it touchdown dependent? We all know here with James Robinson, it is a little bit about the touchdowns. Now, let's get this out of the way, too. I probably should have mentioned this a minute ago, but I'll still bring it up here. Touchdowns are a bad thing. We love them in fantasy, uh, but they can be tough to predict. They could be tough to project over the course of the season good players score touchdowns though so you will see instances where uh, the better players are having higher uh, fantasy output than their expected output because quite frankly they make plays they make things happen so at that point you can't discount someone scoring a lot of touchdowns but that's why you continue to do some digging into their performance profile and when you look at a guy like James Robinson, you know, he's 44th amongst qualified running backs in yards created per touch. They've had the third best game script for running backs. So that's another indicator. He has been dominant, that's a good factor in his favor. But when you look at his overall production profile, there are enough indicators here that suggest to me that you should probably try to sell James Robinson. Now, what does that mean? Sell James Robinson. That does not mean call up one of your league mates right in here right now and just give him away. No, absolutely not. You're going to try to sell high. And if you don't get that asking price, you know, set your price. If it's not met, you hold on to it. You can't go to the store, try to buy a pair of Jays and offer $50. The owner's going to tell you to kick rocks. You're just not going to buy it. You're not going to meet the asking price. So set your price, stick to it. And if someone meets it, boom, make that trade. Because I think we're going to start seeing... A little bit more uh, of, the, of a split between him and Travis Etienne. Uh, I tweeted a couple days ago that Travis Etienne, we've seen his uh, snap share go up and up and up over the last three weeks. Cody mentioned it on our Undercover Ops. It's gone up nearly 6 to 8% over each week since week two. Uh, And that could continue to climb because he's really, really good. And so is J-Rob. So again, you're not getting rid of J-Rob. But when you look at his analytical profile, you look at his performance metrics, they are kind of suggesting that uh, there could be some darker days ahead. And you want to get ahead of that. So James Robinson, that's someone who has been overperforming his ADP and someone that you're probably going to look to sell. Uh, Some guys that I would target is his teammate. Travis Etienne. If you can make that swap, that's something uh, I would look to do. Um, if you could package him and kind of grab yourself a DeAndre Swift that's been hurt, something like that, that's why you buy, that's how you tear up. That's how you really sharpen your sword down the stretch. So, James Robinson, I love he's one of my favorite players in the league, but I do believe that he is uh, someone that you should be looking to sell here in the short term. Uh, next guy that I want to bring up is a rookie. Rookies can be tricky because we don't have necessarily a a great sample size over a course of multiple years. It's just the one rookie season. But this is a guy who was drafted high, a pick 11 in the first round. He's got 94th uh, percentile, 40 time. He's got above average speed score. He's a good player, a really, really good player. And then when we look at what he's done, he's been great. He's been wide receiver 20 on the season, averaging just over 15 points a game. And you look at his expected fantasy points, it's actually higher. Not by tons, so it's not going to be a massive, massive, massive alarm going off. Oh, oh, gotta get him! But it's a good start. And when you look at a uh, uh, metrics that I like, I really, really believe in uh, on PlayerProfile.com for receivers, unrealized air yards. Uh, is he just not connecting at the time? And he's number one amongst qualified wide receivers in football right now with over 400 unrealized air yards, which is insane because he's also number one in the league in actual air yards, completed air yards with 679. He's got a 42.3% air yard share. That's good for fourth in football. Chris Olave seems to be everything that we wanted him to be. He's performing at a high level. And it seems that his profile suggests he could perform at an even higher level, even with the quarterback swap. Last week we saw him in London, baby, with with the red rocket, with the red rifle. And he did good. He had a really good game, caught a touchdown. So it seems to be that he can sustain regardless who's the signal caller for the New Orleans Saints. He's number one in deep targets. Uh, He's number 13 in overall targets. Uh, Chris Olave is somebody that his stock is high. So, uh, you know, proceed with caution. For sure. But if you roster Chris Olave, don't be shopping him. Don't go shopping him. You'll get yourself in trouble making a trade for somebody who's just not as good as him. Chris Olave is very good. And it shows off in his performance. It shows it in his production. And his underlying metrics, when you pop the hood, look really, really, really promising for sustained success. So Chris Olave, if you can buy in Chris Olave do so. Uh, it's going to be a lot easier in seasonal. Obviously, Dynasty, he's becoming a, a very cherished, uh, cherished act, uh, 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 asset, and rightfully so. So if you can get him on, uh, in fantasy, I would suggest doing so for sure. But at the same time, his, his stock is high. So that's kind of the game that you have to play uh, with a guy like Chris Olave. The next guy I want to talk about is uh, tight end Tyler Higby. Um, he's been the number two option. For the LA Rams, the LA Rams right now. Let's just go on a little tangent here. Has been one of the most polarizing fantasy football teams this year. They have guys on the overperforming list. They have guys certainly on the underperforming list. Matter of fact, we'll get to a few of those here shortly. But Higby has been that 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 bubby, that little safety blanket, that little little, little, little bubby for a Cooper Cup. He's averaging twelve point six points a game. That's number five on the year. And when you go ahead and you look at his expected fantasy points, it's higher. Then his actual fantasy points, so that's another good sign. He's first amongst tight ends in receptions. Um, his air yard share, fifteen point three percent, is in the top ten. His air yards is just outside the top ten at eleven. Uh, he's seeing red zone targets. He's gotten five and caught one and caught one of them. But those five targets is sixth most amongst tight ends. He's getting the production. He's catching the ball downfield. Uh, and his EPA expected points added another sign of in, uh, of actual performance success, not just production success. Uh, he's number two amongst side ends. So Tyler Higbee, he seems to be here to stay. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be a, a fade uh, in the short term. So if you were lucky enough to scoop him up early in the year, good job. Kudos. Very, very good. You're going to keep using him. And I've heard this thrown around the fantasy community uh, over the course of the last week, and I'm starting to really agree with it. I think he's this year's Dalton Schultz. He's going to see a ton of targets. He's going to see a ton of love from Jared Goff, Jared Goff, from Matt Stafford, which is great. So that's what you like to see. Tyler Higbee, absolute buy in fantasy. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about some under... Oh, actually, before we do that, let's not talk about that. I got one more guy. I can't believe I almost forgot this guy. Shame on me for almost forgetting... The most polarizing guy, not only on playaprofiler.com and all of the shows, but in fantasy football. You already know what I'm talking about, ladies and gents. C E H Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's been a stud. Okay. He's been running, but he's running back four right now. He's scoring 18.9 points per game. That's fourth amongst running backs. He has five total touchdowns. Now, that's instantly going to show off a red flag because when you look at his points per game, 18.9, his expected points per game is far, far lower at 13 even. That is uh, not good. That's 21st amongst running backs, which is not good. That's a red That's a red flag for sure. Uh, his juke rate is outside of the top 30. His breakaway runs, though, looks pretty good. He is breaking off some long runs, which is awesome. His yards per route run at 205 is number 4 amongst running backs, and he's been a, a pass-catching weapon. And let's face it, we didn't believe that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a world beater. We just thought that he could be a, a stud on on a really good uh, offense. And this year we're kind of seeing he's kind of a little bit of a James Conner, I would say, which he was a screaming sell last year. But if you didn't, if you held on, dare I say bought, you were in on a good season. Um, he's number, The Chiefs provide the the best game script for running backs – and his expected points added is number two. It's a really, 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 really tough profile to break down because there are some red flags that are screaming sell, sell, sell. There are some good indicators that, it, listen, because he's on this offense, because he's on the Chiefs, he could see the production last. Um, it's tough. Now, I think I have to – May I? I think I have to say that the kind of hilarious to sell. Uh, there's just, I mean, that let's 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 talk about last Sunday. That touchdown catch that he had, Mahomes was an absolute ninja getting out of the pocket and throws a jump pass after spinning off a defender for a touchdown. Those are hard to come by. And when you look at his red zone touches, he's twenty first amongst running backs. So it's not coming in volumes. It's just coming in. It's just super efficient and super effective. Uh, One thing I did mention last week, which was kind of not, not fade the noise, but kind of use the community noise to your advantage to buy in the guys that maybe shouldn't be available because everyone's saying sell. Uh, But Clyde Edwards Hilaire, if you can get yourself a, you know, a a stud at the top of the league, it's going to be tough to pass up. But when you look at the running back landscape, you where are my, where are my, where are my studs? Where, where did all the studs go? I don't know where the studs are. You know, Kamara really isn't playing. And when he does, he's not great. Dalvin cook hasn't been himself. Derek Henry's coming on now, but isn't necessarily the, de- the Derek Henry thought it's like, where are the studs is Clyde, what's going to be that. So I don't know if he's uh, he, I, I think the advice I'd give is a sell You might have a tough time doing it though, unfortunately, because the community knows that he's a sell Let's go ahead and move on to some underperformers. Now, uh, We'll just get this guy out of the way. It breaks my heart that he's on this list, but DJ Moore, DJ Moore, my guy, DJ Moore. Uh, over the last three years, he's had twelve hundred total yards, four touchdowns. He's been a wide receiver two every year. This year, Baker, we thought you could be our savior, DJ Man Moore fans thought you could be our savior. You're not. You're sinking his value. He's been a liability. He's really not been anybody worth. Worth playing. Uh, His expected points per game is higher than his points per game, which is a good sign, but it's still not great. It's outside the top 35. uh, So it doesn't necessarily suggest that a turnaround is imminent. It's really going to come down uh, to how Baker and Matt Rule in the offense as a whole can get him the ball. Uh, there's clip after clip after clip that he's just being missed. Uh, Matt rule had the gall, the audacity to say that receivers need to get open for Baker Mayfield. And then videos just started coming out in droves. How open DJ Moore can get where Baker does not hit him. So are you buying DJ Moore? My heart says, yes, my brain says, no, uh, I would throw it off though, because he does have that type of upside. There are now a strong, what they're saying is a buzz. They're using the keyword buzz that, Matt Rule could be let go, which could lead to uh probably not a promising transition at, at head coach, but anything could be better than how it's currently going in Carolina. So if you can get him at at discount prices, super discount prices, a buddy of mine, uh his his home league saw DJ Moore dropped. You can get it for free. That's just upside that you can't pass up on. So I'm looking to buy incredibly, incredibly low. Next guy I want to talk about is another tight end, another guy that I thought was going to be a Good this year who has yet to be, we mentioned him earlier, he's going to miss this week. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, Mr. Pitts. He's really had only one game where you were excited to start him. That was week three against the Seahawks where he was tight end six. Other than that, he's finished outside the top 25 at the position every single week, but let's go ahead and break down the profile. Expect the points 10th amongst tight end. He's number one in a dot number two at air yard share, number two at air yards overall, and he's number one at unrealized air yards at 237. Kyle Pitts, his season is not over yet. It's not. It's not. There is a, Q- a QB change potentially that could happen. That could help. Uh, but a guy with this much talent, you can't you can't throw him in the trash after a month. You You really just can't. The upside is higher than nearly any other guy at the position. And when you look at his profile on playerprofile.com, it is screaming to me that he's a buy. And I would use this opportunity now that he's out to start bombarding some offers. You know, if if I had a guy like a, a Tyler Higbee, would I use Tyler Higbee to trade for Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I would. I know that might be a bold take. I just talked about how I think you know Higbee's a good player this whole year, but if you're trying to win leagues, scared money don't make money. We talked about that. We had that segment a couple weeks ago he's someone you could probably get pits plus and that is a move i'm looking to make at any point if i could buy into a kyle pitts uh, i'm willing to die on that hill i am because kyle pitts is a super special talent the last group of guys that i'm really going to talk about here i'm going to talk about them more in a broad uh scope here are other Rams, and i'm going to talk about acres Allen robinson and matt stafford let's get Allen robinson out of the way because i'm going to use a term that my boy told me over the week and i happen to just love it shout out to you johnny bias my boy Allen robinson might be burnt toast just done throw it away it's just not going to restore it's not going to be anything great 6.1 points a game that's wide receiver 82 on the year last year to even at that 7.3 points a game. So this is now going on a year plus of no production from Allen Robinson. His expected points per game is certainly higher than his points per game, which is encouraging, but it's outside of the top 55, his expected points. not So it's not necessarily something here that you're, you're getting overly excited about. Uh, his target premium is really low. Uh, looks like his yards per route run is under one, which is insane. Yards per target at 5.3 is outside the top 80. And it's not all his fault because he is dealing with the next guy we're going to talk about, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's elbow injury seems to be serious. They tried to warn us in the beginning part of the year, and it seems as if they were they were being upfront and honest. This elbow injury... Uh, might be something that kind of tanks all value other than Cooper Cup and Higby because Higby's getting the volume and Cooper Cup is him. Uh that's what the kids say, right? He's him. Uh but and, you know, he's he's got he's got seven red zone targets and he's still not good. I just don't know what you're going to do with Allen Robinson. I'm in your shallower seasonal leagues, your 10 teamers, I'm he's a, an easy drop. 12 14 it gets a little bit more hairy, but if someone's out there that you're excited about uh, go ahead and make the swap. He's going to have his good games, and you're going to hear the blah, blah, blah guys come out of the woodwork. You know, blah, he's so good. Look, how could you discount him? Blah, blah. Some guys in the chat right now are uh, blahing at me about something I didn't even say, so it happens. But he's going to have those spike weeks. He's he's a good player. He had 15 points one week. But I think over the aggregate, over the course of the season, the games that he goes off, you're probably not even going to have him in. You will probably be on your bench. You'll play him the next week. He'll put up a stinker. Uh, so I just don't see... Uh, this becoming something that uh, I'm all that excited about. So it is what it is. And I'm looking to move on from Mr. Allen Robinson. Matt Stafford, kind of the same thing. Same thing. Uh, I, I'm i not excited to roster Matthew Stafford. And two QB super flex, you're probably in a position where you are in trouble, where you have to use them. But if you could, if you have, uh, you know, you stashed a Kenny Pickett, you uh, could pick up a Teddy Bridgewater, I might make that swap. Uh, because I just don't like what I'm seeing out of Matthew Stafford. He's underperformed every single week other than one. And even the one they performed, it wasn't a world beating weekend. Uh, So I'm not really happy about his performance, but a one QB. Yeah. Move on, move on. There's someone out there, Jared Goff. uh, That's something you can move on to and and, and use. That's crazy. I really just said that out loud that Jared Goff is a better play than Matthew Stafford. 2022 go home. You're drunk. Uh, And the last guy I want to talk about from the Rams. I'll do it quickly is Cam Akers. Uh, Super talented player. We were all very excited about him, but it just, I don't, his run blocking hasn't been great and his expected points aren't great. There's really not a lot in the profile that really excites me. Am I, am I giving up on him? No, not going to give up on him. But if you are, if there's a believer in your league that will trade him for 80 cents on the dollar, I think it's time to move on in season. In dynasty, I'm holding. I think there will be better days for this offense as a whole and Cam Akers. We'll obviously see an, Im- an improvement there, but you know they're, they're still using Daryl Henderson a bunch. They brought back old friend Malcolm Brown, uh, who hasn't seen a lot of touches, but just the fact that they had felt the need to bring in someone that was familiar with this roster uh, is concerning. So I'm not excited for Cam Akers over the course of the season. I am not giving them away, but like I said, if you can make a trade, uh, get a guy like a Travis Etienne, or dare I say it, I'm going to say it, I'm say it, sorry, You can get if if someone's trying to sell CH because they want to get rid of them and they want and they they like your acres, make the move. I said it, I said it, so that's it. So let's recap real quick, really quick. Mm -hmm. Overperformers, Clyde Edwards, hilaire You can shop them, but don't give them away. So James Robinson is a little bit more where I would probably take mm, 85 cents on the dollar. I would because I think there are, I think, not a cliff. Emerging, but there's an opportunity, uh, a situation where his value could sink rather quickly in redraft. Uh, Chris Olave, buy, get him, get him. He's great. I love him. Hold him, hold him tight. Tyler Higby, kind of the same way, unless you want to make a, a big splash and go after a guy like Kyle Pitts, who I said, uh, in the underperformers is someone I'm buying. DJ Moore, I just can't quit you. You had me at hello. DJ Moore, buy super, super low. But if you can bench, that's the ideal course of action there if you're game planning to the utmost you're gonna buy but you're gonna be able to sit and kind of ride it out. i got him in a few leagues and i uh, luckily i drafted well enough or, or built a team good enough to to bench him and the rest of my rams uh, al robinson burnt toast get on out of here throw them in the trash Matt Stafford, you're moving on and everything other than two QB, Superflex, deep leagues, and Cam Akers. I uh, look to sell. Look to sell Cam Akers, but don't give them away. If you're getting low balled, go ahead and hold them, to find out. I mean, there's been so many productive running backs on, on the waiver wire in this first month. Maybe you grabbed a couple of those and you can kind of you can play the time. You can, you know, you have the luxury of of patience. And and that I would uh, display for Akers because I still believe in the kid's talent. All right, let's move on to the bargain bin players for week five. So these are your cheap DFS options if you want to play some daily. But in your seasonal leagues, this is a chance for you to get some players in your lineup where you might be stuck. Maybe you're dealing with some injuries, or maybe you just need a little push. You need some juice, some little little extra juice. And you're looking at your waiver wire going, who can provide that spark? These guys may provide that spark for you in week five. At the quarterback position, we got two. Every, if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. And what took you so long to find me? But I'm glad you're here. What we do here is we talk about two players at the, each position. Uh, one that's about 50% rostered and one that's universally unrostered. Something that you could find in, in most formats. These these rostership percentages reflect Sleeper's platform. I talked about it earlier in the show. It's the greatest fantasy football platform in the known universe. But anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into the thing of it. Geno Smith. Seriously, 2022, go home. You are not only drunk, you are stumbling around. You might be wasted. Geno Smith is a guy that I'm starting even in a tough matchup. I can't believe it, but he's 34% rostered. He's 5,500 on DraftKings, 69, nice, 100 on FanDuel. He is quarterback 13 on player profiler and quarterback 14 in my ranks. The over under in his matchup at 46, he is five and a half point dogs on the road in New Orleans. New Orleans is a tougher matchup. They are 13th in past EVOA and the 27th best matchup for opposing quarterbacks. So that kind of puts us in the hole here, but he has been good. And let me break this down. He's shown plus efficiency 7.7 adjusted yards per attempt, uh, 0.55 fantasy points per dropback, and 103 true passer rating. All of those metrics uh, are in the top eight at the quarterback position. He has been not only accurate, He has been very accurate. Oh, you how I did that? Very accurate. 8.3 accuracy rating and a 79.7 true completion percentages. Both of those metrics, number one, baby, numero uno at the quarterback position. He has a 50% deep ball completion percentage, which is number five. This dude is finding his weapons. And speaking of those weapons, those. Help out, obviously. Statement of the year, Captain Obvious, Matty Womb. absolutely Captain Obvious here. But DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, even you know this Will Disley and Noah offense are pretty decent pass catchers. He's got the weapons, he's got running backs, and he's utilizing it. And Pete Carroll's letting the boy throw the rock. And even against this tough matchup, I'm I'm looking to play Geno Smith in any of these leagues where I just haven't found the guy that I needed. Uh, The next quarterback I'm going to talk about is uh, Zach Wilson. The jokes will make themselves. I won't make them here. Okay, there are kids watching. I'm not going to make the jokes about Zach Wilson, but we all know what he's capable of on and off the feet. He will be playing at home this week against the Miami Dolphins. He's 25% rostered. He's 5,300 on DraftKings and 7,200 on FanDuel. Player profile has not ranked as quarterback 15. I have him at 16, so we're pretty lockstep there. The over-under at 46. uh, It started a little higher has crept down, but it's basically a pick Okay, they're they're getting three points at home, uh. So it's it's closer than uh, I think we would all would have expected this matchup a few weeks ago. But we got Teddy Bridgewater at the uh, at the helm there for the for the Dolphins. So it couldn't it may go it may not be exactly what I had thought it would be in the beginning of the week. But we're gonna we're gonna monitor those pass catchers from the Dolphins because that obviously will affect them. But Miami, they they their defense it, it's a pass funnel defense. They're fourth in rush DVOA, really good. At, the, at stopping the run, and they're really bad at stopping the pass. They're 31st in pass DVOA, so that could present opportunities for Zach Wilson to air it out. Miami is actually currently fourth. They are the fourth most advantageous matchup for opposing quarterbacks. And since week two, here are their quarterback outputs, 42.6, 26.7, and 20.1. Now, uh, there is a caveat to that. You were talking about Lamar, Josh Allen, and Joe Burr, so studs, but okay. Zach Wilson is the number two pick in his draft class. So maybe he's getting ready to take that next step up. Uh, I would proceed with a little bit of caution here. Uh, I like him if you're absolutely desperate, especially in your two QB super flexes, but the rushing floor helps me feel a little bit better. Uh, I do. I am a little concerned that the divisional opponent, uh, which make you know they're pretty familiar with one another and the the lack of offensive you know the the the, the race car that has been the miami dolphins may spurn out spur out a little bit be, sputter out it might not be uh as well oiled as as it's been with teddy bridgewater teddy two gloves at the helm but i do like the matchup i think that if both waddle and hill are in the game and ready to rock that there will be points to be scored and you want a little bit of part of that because the defense of Miami has been very, very, very gracious to opposing tight ends. So Zach Wilson as a play if you're absolutely desperate. Now, the running backs this week, ladies and gents, we had to dig on deep. We had to dig very deep to pull these guys out here because the running back position has been uh, I'm at a loss for words for the running back position. But anyway, let's talk about my man Rashad Naglide White. He will be taking on the Atlanta Falcons. He's 45% rostered. You can get him on DraftKings for 5100 and you can sign him up on FanDuel for 5800 Player profile has him at running back 48, as do I. The over-under of 48 is encouraging, and they are nine-point favorites. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at home versus the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, catch-up mode? Probably not going to happen. We're not going to be looking at it. But he is coming off the best game of his short nfl career in week four he saw a 37.3 percent snap share career high he had five receptions for 56 yards and scored a goal line touchdown uh that did come when they were down i think it was 21 i think it was 38 to 17 but if vegas is saying that they are going to lay the smacketh down on the falcons uh perhaps when they're down big or when they're up big i should say They go and want, and the Buccaneers, that is, want to put in their backups. You know, give Leonard Fournette some break. Give him a break. Let him rest. And so that could present some good opportunities for a guy like White. And he's shown he's very good in the passing game. So, you know, if they do go up big like Vegas suggests, we could see Rashad White get a quarter, a quarter and a half of playing time, which would be great because if he just catches a few balls, he's good enough and talented enough to rack up some fantasy points. So if you're in a bind and you need that running back two position, which is probably the easiest to fill, maybe look no further than Rashad white. This next guy, Folks, if you're watching on YouTube live stream, first of all, what's going on? Second of all, I may throw up bringing up this guy because this is not good. This does not make me happy to suggest playing Samaj P Ryan. I do my ranks up to 50 at the running back position, so I do, I do not have him ranked. Player profile has him ranked at running back 60. But like I said, your boy is digging deep for these running backs. The over-under at 48 pretty good you know once you start creeping towards 50 it's encouraging and his team the cincinnati Bengals, are three point dogs on the road they have the 13th best matchup for rushing and the fifth best matchup for opposing wide receivers in the receiving department and he has had two games with six or more fantasy points and in week three he had 14.1 fantasy points he did score but a potential shootout, maybe they keep him on a field in a certain drive, and he has shown the ability, and he has gotten the confidence of Zach Taylor in that offense uh, to 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 maybe be somebody that they use re- all, but, uh, re- reluctantly. We saw Joe Mixon basically get all the, fan- the, the running back production in Week 4, but if you're in absolute desperation mode, I mean super desperate, like I mean you're waking up from a month-long coma in which you did not check your team after you drafted, and you got nothing, Sabah so J.P. Ryan might be that Hail Mary, that guardian angel that helps you score just a little bit more fantasy points in week five. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Uh, Zay Jones mentioned him at the top of the show. He appears to be healthy. He appears to be ready to rock and roll for this week, uh, which means if you're desperate at receiver, he might be your guy player profiler has him ranked at 32. I got to ranked that 33 so top 35 receiving option. Uh the over under at 44 is not necessarily encouraging, but this might be the Jacksonville Jaguars are 7 point favorites at home against Houston. Uh so they're they're Vegas is suggesting there will be a lead so they'll have to get it some way. I think it can come through Zay Jones. Zay Jones is averaging 14.1 fantasy points per game, believe it or not. He's seen six red zone targets, which is ninth most amongst wide receivers. He's just outside the top 20 in yak, so he can. He does have the ability to create yards after the catch. Houston has basically an average pass defense. And he's projected to go against Derek Stingley, who, you know, he's a promising rookie. Uh one of the, you know, I think he was the top three pick in the draft this year. He's going to be very good, but uh so far he's still learning and Cody has him ranked at cornerback 36 in his ranks. Uh, Make sure you check those out. Cody does a phenomenal job with those cornerback rankings. Uh, And Derek Stingley is giving up 8.5 fantasy points a game. That's outside the top 50. So he's beatable. Uh, And Zay Jones has showed confidence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has showed confidence in him. So if you need a receiver, Zay Jones might be your guy. The next guy, if you're in super deep, really need some help, you're desperado. Donovan Peoples-Jones at home versus the L.A. Clip, not the Clippers. I do that all the time. LA Chargers, go Chargers, go. He's under twenty percent rostered. He's forty one hundred on DraftKings, fifty four hundred on Fanduel. Both player profile and myself have him ranked at wide receiver fifty two. The over under at forty seven is encouraging, especially when you're talking about uh, an offense that could you know pack a real wallop in the in the in the Chargers. Hopefully, the 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 Browns are game enough to to go back and forth. And Vegas thinks they are. They're only two point dogs here uh which is it's a little bit encouraging it suggests that there is some belief that the browns can, can keep up with them um he does have a great matchup uh the the chargers have a 6.59 fantasy points allowed versus the league this year which is good uh he has nine or more targets in fifty percent of his games here in twenty twenty two, and there is some slight positive regression in his profile. We we went through the profiles in the previous segment. So when we went through when I went through Donovan Peoples Jones as I was doing my research for the show, it showed that there could be uh, a little bit of, of positive regression in his favor coming up soon. And then the guy, uh, if for a guy like Donovan Peoples Jones who's good downfield can make massive plays. That regression can come fast, it can come furious, and it can be something you might want to capitalize on in fantasy in a game that Vegas thinks might be pretty high scoring. So Donovan Peoples Jones, get him if you need some absolute, you know, probably you like your, your desperate flex. Get him. We're gonna talk about the tight ends here. Uh tight ends are super important for for streaming purposes because it's just a dumpster fire. We'd call it a spade a spade. Uh I did that a lot last week, matter of fact, if you tuned into last week's show. Uh, but let's talk about Daniel Bellinger. Um he's basically on roster. He's only 5% rostered. Uh he's he was. oh sorry, I had a brain cramp there. Uh he was he's tight end 21 on playerprofile.com. I got him at tight end 21 as well. The over-under is not encouraging at 41. And but the Giants are um eight-point dogs in London. And the 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 thought here for uh Daniel Bellinger is that there's nobody uh to catch the ball for the Giants. Again, there's no Sterling he's not coming back. Tony's not going to play. Uh Wandell made the trip but he looked like he's not going to play. Last week we talked about Rick James. That didn't pan out, but he saw a bunch of targets. And Daniel Bellinger oh, over the last 3 weeks has seen uh well, he caught a one his one touchdown in week 3, but he got five targets in week 3 and and three targets in week four, he's at, he had eight point six points, eight point zero and five point three. Uh, not a world beater by any stretch, but the rookie tight end that has some athletic ability, uh, you know, he's he's pretty much above the 80th percentile and a lot of the key uh, athletic metrics that we look for at the tight end position. Uh, and at this point, a tight end, you could be you could do a lot worse than a guy like Daniel Bellinger. Um, but we'll 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 see. I will see. I don't know. It's tough. It makes me I feel dirty bringing it up but with no one else on the field he could see upwards of six or seven targets and that might be enough to get the production you need at tight end the next guy i want to talk about is a little bit more interesting will disley the tight end we all predicted would be there uh and be in perform in 2022 right <clears throat> right right crickets no of course not of course we didn't think will disley would be anything but he has been he's uh 12 percent rostered so he's available all over the place he's 3300 on DraftKings and 5100 on uh fan the playerprofile.com tight end rankings sees him at 31. I got him at 25. So he did make my top 25. The over-under uh has gone from 46 down to 45.5, but I believe in Gino, and that might mean I believe in his pass catching uh tight end as well. They are, like I mentioned, five and a half point dogs. So there could be a sense of catch-up mode for the Seahawks. And believe it or not. Will Disley has been a top eight tight end three of the four weeks. Let me repeat that. Will Disley has been a top eight tight end three of the four weeks so far in 2022. That has all come on the back of a touchdown. He has three receiving touchdowns this year. But at tight end, that is simply all we need. One target. I mean, one one touchdown makes his day. Uh, he's a top 10 tight end on a points spring a basis because of his touchdowns. He has the most touchdowns, but he's catching his targets. He's gotten 11 of them and he's caught 91.7%. That's a top six metric. He's gotten three red zone targets. That's top 10 at the position and his yards per route run at 1.93 is ninth, which suggests he's not just getting these little dump offs. He is getting some meaningful targets. Uh, so that is somebody that, I think if you're desperate, you might need him. I do roster Kyle Pitts in a few leagues, and being without him, Will Disley isn't absolutely an option for me there. Uh, I'll give you a quick bonus one: Juwan John Johnson. Juwan John Johnson's going against the Seahawks. The Seahawks have been the easiest matchup for opposing tight ends. <laughs> Matter of fact, that was the only team that Kyle Pitts went off against. So if Kyle Pitts can do it, anyone can do it, right? I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm so sorry, Kyle. But, yeah, Will Disley, Juwan Johnson, if you if you need them, they are there for you, and they can be uh, surprisingly uh, productive for your fantasy team. So to recap, our Bargain Bin players for Week 5, Geno Smith, Zach Wilson at quarterback, Rashad White, Samar J. Ryan at running back, Zay Jones, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Oh, I like them Joneses this week, at wide receiver, and Daniel Bellinger, Will Disley in a bonus name, Juwan Johnson at tight end. Got some homework for you guys before we say bye. I got my final thought, but before I do that, I want to talk to you about underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy is a fantastic place to play fantasy sports, including best ball, daily drafts, and pick them. I have a number of best ball teams uh, this year. None of them are doing all that great, but it's okay. It's still early. Uh, I'm still optimistic. But either way, I'm okay. I'm happy because the underdog fantasy, they, they keep me coming back. Each and every week because I absolutely love doing their daily pickups. This week, give you a little bit of give me, let me give you some prop advice. I mean, I'm not gonna give you all of it because let's we got better guys. Dario and Cody kill it each and every week with the prop cast. So make sure you're tuning into their show to get more prop plays. But this week I'm going with Amari Cooper over four receptions and Ramondre Stevenson over. 54 and a half rushing yards. So that's just a couple. Like I said, you want some more? Go check out the prop cast. But what you definitely got to check out is Underdog Fantasy. And while you're there, use the promo code Underworld and get a deposit match up to $100. So if you want to try out these pick you want to hit this best ball format, they're the best to do so. And you can get yourself a $100 deposit match using the promo code Underworld. So my homework assignment this week is easy. I want you guys to go to playerprofile.com. First and foremost, if you're not if you're not subscribed to the data, the data analysis tool, you got to do it. It really is such a great resource of statistics and metrics and really helps you take your performance uh, uh, your player performance understanding to the next level. But if you if you can't, it's okay. Just go to playerprofile.com. Their player pages have uh, a number of advanced stats and metrics that can really help you. And what I want you to do is go there and play around with it. Check it out. Get more familiar with it. It's not, it's sometimes at first, it can seem like a foreign language, but the more and more you look at it, you can start seeing these patterns. You can start building these narratives. And what I want you to do is come up with one of your own buy low, sell highs using these these performance metrics using these advanced analytics, because uh, I think it's time to put it to practice. We're a month in these, these, the sample size is getting big enough now where we're getting a clearer picture of the players that are out kicking the coverage and the guys who could see some positive regression. So your homework assignment is to go play around on playerprofile.com or the data analysis tool. If you are a subscriber and and, and, and put together a narrative, put together a situation where you, can buy low on somebody or sell high on somebody using the analytics. So go ahead and do that today, and it'll just help take your your overall game planning, your overall fantasy strategy to the next level. So my final thought, my final thought today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before I bid you adieu, is just don't get too attached to players. It can truly cause you to miss some windows of opportunity. I have to work on that myself. Uh, I have been reluctant to get rid of certain assets in seasonal and dynasty formats because I just like the player. I really like them a lot. Uh, but the best players don't get too attached because the best players can take advantage of the buy windows and take advantage of the sell windows and and truly cash in at opportunities because uh, they're going to come. The, you know, The fantasy football season is a grind. It is a roller coaster filled with ups and downs. And if you're not too attached to a player, Then when that window comes, you can make it happen as opposed to holding on just a little too long. We all have been there. And, you know, if you are there, it's fine. We're still trying to have fun at the end of the day. So you got to like the players. that you roster. But if you're too attached, all of a sudden a trade proposal comes in and you're like, I can't do that. I like this guy too much. And boom, you miss your opportunity. So just don't get too attached to players. Don't do it. And I think you will be able to take your game planning to a whole new stratosphere uh, in fantasy football. That's going to wrap up. Episode 5. First of all, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for rocking with me. Uh, this has been an absolute blast recording the game plan, and I hope I will get the opportunity to do it for the rest of the year. Uh, just follow me on Twitter. I'm at Kiwu. You can get my fantasy football market watch thread that comes out uh, twice a week, and uh, you can get my articles at PlayerProfiler.com uh, and uh, supermarket uh Trade Targets was out last week. It's still there. Obviously, you're not buying into Javante Williams anymore. But the other two, you still have an opportunity to buy into some really, really good players. Uh, Tune in next week. And if you're going to piss like a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dogs eat. I'm Matty Kewoom. I'm out. Peace.